Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka. Right away, we're going to be praying. We're going to be praying for ourselves and our loved ones. We pray that we are yielded to the word. We love the things of the spirit and increase in passion and desire for the Lord. We are at the right place at the right time in the places of fellowship. We love to be where the word of God is taught. We pray that every one of us is prospering by the word, prospering in the word, heaping success upon success, and no weapon formed or fashioned against us or our loved ones prosper. We are not caught in the web of the enemy, rather the word is prospering in us and through us. We are continually steadfast, abounding in every good work. We live godly and prosperous lives in this world, reigning and ruling in dominion and power. Hallelujah. I'm going to begin to pray right away. Rabba, <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray, O God, for our loved ones, O God. And for ourselves, hallelujah, that we are yielded to the word. Our passions and desires are on to God. And they are ever increasing. Yes, hallelujah. The positions where the word is taught, the places where the word of God is taught by is a delightful place, places of fellowship, rando Yes, hallelujah. In the Kisakapalede, we are prospering in the world. In and through the world, heaping success upon success by the power of the Holy Ghost. Yes, we are not caught in the web of the enemies. No, Karosta Ambale Kisakapaya. For your wisdom, for nurses is our working us, both to will and to do of your good pleasures. Let a visovena kusta ankra diga seta kabayi. Leke zofre kito mundo kobush. Bokosu toko borogosh. Busha kabayala basu toko bush. Yes, in the name of the Lord Jesus, Linga Safrede, we are continually steadfast, abounding unto every good work. Hallelujah. We live godly and prosperous lives in this world. We are reigning and ruling. Hallelujah. 
in dominion and power. Balekizova de kara de kasatakabaye in kato vizule topele kitana vidoshta o pradegezeke pelegiste o shakia katavasata o baleka sefa lekatora namandikaya o blessed be your name of godly kasaflakaye yes yes continually we heap success upon success for your word of god has become a delight linga shefede kila prakasete kibaya o barakasata kabaya leto mondo frishana manda yes 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 kikabaya la basata kabaya mondo shafarada basata kabaya mende kikabaya la basata for your name's sake god for your name's sake, Lika Tavizu Venekila Bradagabasata. Blessed be your name, O God, forever and ever. In Jesus' precious name, Makaseke Baya. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Oh, Barakasatakabaya. Thank you, faithful Father. For in Jesus' precious name, we pray. Amen. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God forevermore. Oh, hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, good night. Depending on what part of the world you're connected from at this time, you are welcome to be inspired by the world global times of devotion with the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. I would like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Sister Maka for the opportunity to lead the saints of God in this time of intercessory prayers. I'm grateful for the opportunity. Right away, we're going to a session of praise and worship, after which we'll be going into the Rhapsody of Realities segment. Over to you, your sister Harriet. Have a lovely weekend. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed Pastor Debbie. Thank you so much. Hallelujah for that powerful session. Thank you, esteemed Sister Maka, for an opportunity to lead God's people worship today good morning good afternoon good evening depending on where you're connected from i want us at this time to worship the lord and appreciate him hallelujah thank him for all his love upon us poured on us yes thank you for the sacrifice of his life hallelujah we worship you father we give you praise malika thank you jesus you're the God who answers prayers. You're the God who never fails us. Always hear us when we're calling. You're the God of everything. The I am that I am, I love you. The one who was and is to come. Words are not enough to praise you. So I praise you with my life. Mighty God, you are the greatest, the greatest of oh, every promise you have kept, 
God of mercy, God of love, I sing praises to your name. Oh, lift your hands and worship him right now. Oh, you're the God who answers prayers. You're the God who never fails me. No, no. You always hear me when I'm calling. You're the God of everything. The I am that I am, I love you. The one who was and is to come. What's not enough to praise you? So I praise you with my life. Mighty God, you are the greatest. You are the greatest. Oh, oh, oh. every promise you have kept. God of mercy, God of love, I sing praises to your name. Mighty God, you are the greatest. You are the greatest. Oh. Every promise you have kept, God of mercy, God of love, I sing praises to your name. Oh, I praise you now and forever. I praise you now and forever. I praise you now. I praise you now and forever. Oh, lift your voice and praise him. I praise you now and forever. From the depths of my heart, I praise you now and forever. I praise you now. I praise you now and forever. For all your mighty deeds in my life, I praise you now and forever. For, for your vicarious death, I praise you now and forever. I praise you now. I praise you now and forever. 
Oh, we lift a voice and praise you. We praise you now and forever. We worship you now and forever. We praise you now. We praise you now and forever. Oh, we praise you, Lord. We praise you. We praise you now and forever. Yes, Lord. We praise you now and forever for the battles won. We praise you now. We praise you now and forever. Jesus, now and forever. Oh, Jesus, now and forever. Oh, yes, Jesus, now and forever. Jesus, now. Jesus, now and forever. Oh, Jesus, now and forever. Oh, Jesus, now and forever. We thank you, Lord Jesus, now and forever. Jesus, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're the God who answers prayers. You're the God who never fails us. You always hear us when we call. You are God of everything. Bako sekete fire. Barado sefalado sakaya. The proclamations that we have made in this house today, we have the answers. Because he is the God who answers prayers. He is the God who never fails. He's never failed anyone. He's not going to begin with us. So Easter for us is filled with amazing blessings, miracles on every side. Rents not just paid, but houses gifted. School fees not just paid, but scholarships gifted. Leave the house to the Lord. You just enjoy the blessings of Christianity. Glory to God. Welcome once again. It is Saturday, the 16th of April, 2022. Walk us together with him is the title of today's devotional article. Walk us together with him. I am the vine. You are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. Because apart from me, you can accomplish nothing. John 15, verse 5 in the NET. Glory to God, New English Translation. We're going to review the article together. Are you ready? It's on your screen. You can read out also with your mics muted. We are workers together with the Lord, 2 Corinthians 6, verse 1. In essence, without him, you can do nothing. And without you, he can't reach the world because you are his vessel, his mouthpiece. 
the one he's trusted to take his message of salvation to the ends of the earth. Notice that I didn't say without you, God will not do anything. I said he cannot. It's that strong. When he said without me, ye can do nothing, he meant cut off from your from vital union with him apart or severe from him. You can't do anything. The other side is just as true. Without you, he can't do anything that concerns you. He can't do anything in your life or in your world because thou violates his word, his will, and his purpose. In Mark 16 and verse 15, Jesus said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. You are to go out with all boldness, all faith, all courage and conviction, knowing that the Lord already did his part. Remember, Jesus gave his life to save the whole world. John 15, 13 says, greater love had no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. Your purpose in the earth is to fulfill his dream. It's to live for him, be compelled by the love of the one who gave his life so that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 3, 16. Put your faith, your energies and whole life into preaching the gospel. Nothing should be as important to you as your life, as your love for Jesus Christ, which you demonstrate in leading others to salvation. Praise God. You know, um, the life that we've been called to live as Christians ought to preach the gospel on a daily basis. Where we do life, where we walk, where we live. People have to experience such remarkable change that they can attest to the fact that these things have happened because you are here. Following pastor through the years, I have learned to be solution oriented. So when I see a challenge, I'm in a space where there's a challenge and it seems like nobody's taking cognizance of it. Nobody seems to do anything about it. I don't complain, I don't grumble, I don't curse. I don't resent, I find a solution. And this is the life that I saw Jesus live. Bible says anywhere he went, he was doing good. Remember that song, anywhere he went, he was doing good. If you went to Sunday school, you know the song. Everywhere he went, he did good. Like Jesus, everywhere you go, you can do good. I step into an office, I want to see someone. I'm looking around and I'm thinking, what more can they do in this office to make it better, to make their service better, to make their people better? I walk into a store to buy something. I'm thinking, what more can this brand do? In the course of running a consulting firm, I've worked on brands that instead of me just walking into a store and I felt like, okay, if they do this, they do this, they do that, they'll be better off in the market. And some of those brands, I've worked on them without even charging a thing. The gospel compels us to offer solutions everywhere we go. 
the call to discipleship is a going into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. The next verse says, teaching them to observe the same things that I have taught you. Everything he thought us, he taught us, providing solutions to life issues. Jesus was demonstrating this everywhere he went. He was either healing the sick, providing for the poor, giving food to the hungry, granting forgiveness to the condemned. He didn't just give people second chances. He gave them many chances. With God, you never run out of chances. And that's why the work that Jesus did, he did, is for all time. It's permanent. I did say that Jesus is not in the, he does not specialize in solving the problem for the moment. He specializes in dealing with the matter for all time. So when you think like Jesus, you think that way too. It's Easter, you come across family members. Some of you are probably having get together. Some of you are having hangouts. You're having families come over. You're probably hosting them for lunch on Saturday, on Sunday, or somebody in the family is hosting these other people and everyone is going there. Or maybe you're hanging out with friends and loved ones. Maybe it's a, it's a reunion, a school reunion. Be salvation conscious. Have you put together your ministry materials? Are you going to be giving out rhapsody during those meetings? Are you going to be giving out a book? Maybe recreating your world? I feel like, I think I know that everybody always has that need to recreate their world. Even the ones who have it good want it better. And then many of them have it in chaos. They want miracles. They want to recreate their world. That's it too there for you. So as you go about, remember that your purpose on earth is to fulfill his dream. What is his dream? His dream is that everyone will come to the knowledge of what he did for them, embrace his love, walk away from condemnation and come into the kingdom of his dear son. That's his dream. That's his dream. His dream is that you make the world better than you met it. His dream is that you impact others with the investment of your own personality, the things that he's invested in you. Your understanding of the word has improved. Can you help somebody else's understanding of the world to improve? Your faith has been built strong by the word. Can you help someone else's faith be built strong? God has helped you to structure your life in a way that it's brought so much peace, so much comfort, so much strength, and so much clarity and direction into your life. Can you teach someone those things that God has taught you? I was talking to a dear sister <clears throat> whose um, elder sister joined her in church and also joined her here during the, um, in the Inspired by the Word devotion. And she was saying how that 
after about a year of being in Christ Embassy, her elder sister, who she happens to live with, told her, I said, I've seen, so you are, you've been my sister since birth. I, I watched you being born and I watched you grow. It's about the changes that have happened in your life in the last one year. They are undeniable. I want to follow you to church. I want to follow you to church. I want to do the things that you are doing. Put me in any group, in everything, anything that you are, you are doing that is changing you. I want to be part of it. And then she followed her to church. And then she joined us here. The last healing stream, the center she organized, there were over a hundred people at that center. She just joined church. What are we saying? Your life will be the loudest message of the gospel. You can go out there in the streets, preach the gospel, but your life will be the loudest message. If you live in the house with a family, what can they say that since you started living with us in this family, so much has changed? All that has come into the house. We pray more, we do this more. What's your impact in the life of those around you? When they speak to you, do you encourage them? Do you, do you build their faith strong? Or do you talk them down? Do you fight with everybody in the house since you got there? Or are you, have, you, have you brought peace into the house? So as we go around preaching the gospel, as we have been told to do, remember that your greatest message of the gospel is your life. You can't fight everybody in the house and then wake up and say, hello, everybody, I'm going out for evangelism. You can't do that. You can't gossip everybody in the house. You join Mr. A and talk about Mr. B. You go to Mr. B and then you talk about Mr. A. You go to Miss C and talk about Miss D and the chain reaction continues. There's chaos in the house. There's misunderstanding. There's quarrels. This person and this one is fighting just because of what you said. Your life is the greatest message of the gospel. And this is why one of the things that we talk about here again and again is Christian character. You've got to build it. Nobody will build character for you. And character is built in the place of fellowship in the place of the word, where you see something, you know, we read the Bible here every day. And then sometimes we might even read something that before the time when you saw it in the Bible, you always thought otherwise. Being a Christian means that you are easily persuaded by the word. Oh, this is how I grew up. These are the things I was taught growing up. But I just found out that the word of God says otherwise. And I make my turn. I agree with the word. I don't agree with what my parents raised me with. Immediately I see that the word of God says otherwise. I don't agree with what I was taught in school. Immediately I see that the word of God says otherwise. I don't agree with traditions, with culture, you know. I'm from Zimbabwe in my side in Zimbabwe. This is how we do it. But I just saw in the word that it's not okay. The word of God says otherwise. And I'm like, oh, Amaka, this is how we're going to do it from this day forward. If you have that state of mind, you will not negotiate with the word. You will not argue with the word. You would make changes on a daily basis and you would grow. Brothers and sisters, in my journey as a Christian, I have always become better. 
a lot of times people say that, oh, Stamaka, I haven't seen you in three months. I haven't seen you in six months. But listening to you again, how, how much you have improved, how much you have become wiser, how much you have increased in knowledge, in grace, the grace of God upon your life has so increased. If you look at the Bible, when it talks about, um, it talked about increasing in grace and in peace, and it said it will happen by the knowledge of the word of God. If you increase in your knowledge of the word, you would increase in peace, you would increase in grace, you increase in favor, you increase in everything. You increase, you would enjoy this Christianity that you so love, and you love it more and more. So this Easter, find time to meditate, find time to review your journey as you also win others to Christ. Put your life in order. Restructure the daily activities and the daily um, things that make your life, the things that build your life, your time use, your, your, your friends, your relationships, your family. Make adjustments to accommodate the prosperity of the word of God in wherever you are. And once again, I remind you that your life is the greatest message of the gospel. I'm gonna hand over to the esteemed Pastor Oinye at this moment for the next segment of the devotion. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, Ma, for this opportunity. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on where you are connected from now, we are going over to the Bible study segment of today's devotion, and we are starting with the further studies of the rapture of realities. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14 says, For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we just judge that if one died for all, then we were all dead, and that he died for all, that they were which live should. So I'm going to take that again. And that he died for all that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and arose. Second Corinthians chapter 5 from 18 says, And all things are of God, who are reconciled unto himself by Jesus Christ, and given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to which that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and had committed unto us the word of reconciliation, now then, the ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1 says, We then, as workers together with him, beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. Praise the Lord. We are going to take the confessions together. Please do not unmute your mic, just repeat after me. Dear Father, the light of your glorious gospel shines ever so brightly. Today, bringing salvation, life and truth to men, women, boys and girls everywhere, as your children preach the gospel all around the world. Your righteousness is established in the earth and the hearts of men. In Jesus' name I pray. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We are going to go over to the New Testament reading for today's devotion. And we are still in the book of Luke chapter 15. 
Thank you, esteemed Brother Martins, for sharing your screen. Caption. The loving father. Then Jesus said, once there was a father whose two sons, the younger son came to his father and said, father, don't you think it's time to give me my share of your estates? So the father went ahead and distributed between the two sons their inheritance. Shortly afterward, the younger son packed up all his belongings and traveled off to see the world. He journeyed to a far off land where he soon wasted all he was given in a binge of extravagance and reckless living. With everything spent and nothing left, he grew hungry because there was a severe famine in that land. So he begged the farmer in that country to hire him. The farmer hired him and set him out to feed the pigs. The son was so famished, he was willing even to eat the slop given to the pigs because no one would feed him a thing. Humiliated, the son finally realized what he was doing. And he thought, there are many workers at my father's house who have all the food they want with plenty to share. They lack nothing. Why am I here dying of hunger, feeding these pigs and eating their slop? I want to go back home to my father's house. And I want to say to him, father, I was wrong. I have sinned against you. I will never again be worthy to be called your son. Please, Father, just treat me like one of your employees. 20. So the young son set off for his home. From a long distance, his father saw him coming dressed as a beggar, and great compassion swelled up in his heart for his son who was returning home. The father raced out to meet him, swept him up in his arms, hugged him jelly and kissed him over and over with tender love. Then the son said, Father, I was wrong. I have sinned against you. I would never deserve to be called your son. Just let me be. The father interrupted and said, Son, you are home now. Turning to his father, to the servant, sorry, I'm going to take 22 again. Turning to his servants, the father said, Quick! Bring me the best robe and my very own robe and I will place it on, your sh on his shoulders. Bring the ring, the seal of sonship and I will put it on his finger and bring out the best shoes you can find for my son. Let's prepare a great feast and celebrate. For my beloved son was once dead, but now he's alive. Once he was lost, but now he's found and everyone celebrated with overflowing joy. Now, the other son was out walking in the field with his brother. I'll take that again. Now, the other son was out walking in the field when his brother returned. And as he approached the house, he heard the music of celebration and dancing. He asked over one of the servants. He called over one of the servants and asked, what's going on? The servant replied, it's your younger brother. He returned home and your father is throwing a party to celebrate his homecoming. The older son became angry and refused to go in and celebrate. So his father came out and pleaded with him, come and enjoy the feast with us. The son said, father, listen, how many years have I worked like a slave for you? 
performing every duty you have asked as a faithful son. And I've never once disobeyed you, but you've never thrown a party for me because of my faithfulness. Never once have you even given me a goat that I could feast on and celebrate with my friends as this son of yours is doing now. Look at him. He comes back after wasting your wealth on prostitutes and reckless living. And here you are throwing a great feast to celebrate him. 31, the father said, my son, you are always with me by my side. Everything I have is yours to enjoy. It's only right to rejoice and celebrate like this because your brother was once dead and gone. But now he's alive and back again with us. He was lost, but now he's found. Praise the Lord. This comes at the end of today's devotional reading for the New Testament. I'm going to hand over to esteemed Brother John for the Old Testament reading. Thank you, everyone. You have a wonderful day. Everything I have is yours to enjoy. Praise God. Praise God. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Old Testament segment of our one-year Bible reading plan. Today is Saturday, and we are reading the book of Ruth. We're actually reading the whole chapter, uh, the whole book today, from chapter one to chapter four. I'd like to say a big thank you to esteemed Sister Maka for that beautiful, absolutely of reality session. I just love how you take out um, and you give us real life math, um, situations from every Rhapsody article. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Simba Martins, for helping us display the scripture on the screen. Praise God. So um, kindly join with me as we look through the story of Ruth and her marriage with Boaz. Ruth chapter 1, from verse 1, the Living Bible. Long ago, when judges ruled in Israel, a man named Elimelech from Bethlehem left the country because of a famine and moved to the land of Moab. With him were his wife, Naomi, and his two sons, Malon and Chilion. Chilion. During the time of their residence there, Elimelech died, and Naomi was left with her two sons. These young men, Marlon and Chilion, married girls of Moab, Opa and Ruth. Or later, both men died, so that Naomi was left alone without her husband or sons. She decided to return to Israel with her daughters-in-law, for she had heard that the Lord had blessed his people by giving them good crops again. But after they had begun their homeward journey, she changed her mind and said to her two daughters-in-law, why don't you return to your parents' homes instead? Instead of coming with me, and may the Lord reward you for your faithfulness to your husbands and to me. And may he bless you with another happy marriage. Then she kissed them, and they all broke down and cried. No, they said, we want to go with you to your people. <laughs> but Naomi replied, it is better for you to return to your own people. Do I have younger sons who could grow up to be your husbands? Oh, my daughters. Return to your parents' home, for I am too old to have a husband. And even if that were possible, and I became pregnant tonight and bore sons, would you wait for them to grow up? Oh, of course not, my daughters. 
oh, how I grieve for you that the Lord has punished me in a way that injures you. And again, they cried together. Anopa kissed her mother in goodbye and returned to her childhood home. But Ruth's sister was staying with Naomi. See, Naomi said to her, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. You should do the same. But Ruth replied, don't make me leave you. For I want to go wherever you go and to live wherever you live. Your people shall be my people and your God shall be my God. Hallelujah. I want to die where you die and be buried there. May the Lord do terrible things to me if I allow anything but death to separate us. And when Naomi saw that Ruth had made up her mind and could not be persuaded otherwise, she stopped urging her. So they both came to Bethlehem and the entire village was stirred by their arrival. Is it really Naomi? The woman asked. But she told them, don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara. Naomi means pleasant, but Mara means bitter. For Almighty God has dealt me bitter blows. I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home empty. Why should you call me Naomi? When the Lord has returned his back on me and sent such calamity, I returned from Moab and arrived in Bethlehem, was at the beginning of the barley harvest. Ruth chapter 2. Now Naomi had an in-law there in Bethlehem who was a very wealthy man. His name was Boaz. One day Ruth said to Naomi, perhaps I can go out into the fields of some kind into the fields of some kind man to glean the free grain behind his reapers. And Naomi said, all right, dear daughter, go ahead. So she did. And as it happened, the field where she found herself belonged to Boaz, this relative of Naomi's husband. Boaz arrived from the city while she was there. After exchanging greetings with the reapers, he said to his former, hey, who is that girl over there? And the former replied, it is that girl from the land of Moab who came back with Naomi. She asked me this morning if she could pick up the grains dropped by the reapers, and she has been at it ever since, except for a few minutes rest over there in the As went over and talked to her, listen, my child, he said to her, stay right here with us to glean. Don't think of going to any other fields. Stay right behind my women workers. I've warned the young men not to bother you. When you are thirsty, go and help yourself to the water. She thanked him warmly. How can you be so kind to me, she asked. You must know I'm only a foreigner. Yes, I know, Boaz replied. And I also know about all the love and kindness you have shown your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. And how you left your father and mother in your own land and have come here to live among strangers. May the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge, bless you for it. Oh, thank you, sir, she replied. You are so good to me, and I'm not even one of your workers. A long time, Boaz called to her, come and eat with us. So she sat with his reapers, and he gave her food, more than she could eat. And when she went back to work again, Boaz told his young men to let her glean right among the sheaves without stopping her, and to snap off some heads of belly and drop them on purpose for her to glean and not to make any remarks. So she walked there all day, and in the evening when she had beaten out the barley she had gleaned, it came to a whole bushel. She carried it back into the city and gave it to her mother-in-law to what was left of her lunch. So much, Naomi exclaimed, where in the world did you glean today? 
praise the Lord for whoever was so kind to you. So Ruth told her mother-in-law all about it and mentioned that the owner of the field was Boaz. Praise the Lord for a man like that. God has continued his kindness to us, as well as to your dead husband. Naomi's cried excitedly. Why? That man is one of our closest relatives. Well, Ruth told her, he said to come back and stay close behind his reapers until the entire field is harvested. This is wonderful, Naomi exclaimed. Do as he has said. Stay with his girls right through the whole harvest. You'll be safer there than in any other field. So Ruth did and gleaned with them until the end of the barley harvest. And then the wheat harvest too. Hallelujah. Ruth chapter 3. One day Naomi said to Ruth, My dear, isn't it time that I try to find a husband for you and get you happily married again? The man I'm thinking of is Boaz. He has been so kind to us and is a close relative. I happen to know that he will be winnowing. He will be winnowing Bali tonight out on the threshing floor. Now do what I tell you. Beth, and put on some perfume and some nice clothes and go on down to the threshing floor. But don't let him see you until he has finished his supper. Notice where he lies down to sleep. Then go and leave the cover of his feet and lie down there. And he will tell you what to do concerning marriage. <laughs> mama di mama. Verse 5. And Ruth replied, All right, I'll do whatever you say. So she went down to the threshing floor that night and followed her mother-in-law's instructions. After Boaz had finished a good meal, he lay down very contentedly beside a heap of grain and went to sleep. Then Ruth came quietly and lifted the covering off of his feet and lay there. Suddenly around midnight, he waking and sat up, startled. There was a woman lying at his feet. Who are you? He demanded. It is I, sir, Ruth replied. Make me your wife according to God's law, for you are my close relative. Thank God for a girl like you, he exclaimed, for you have been, you have been even kinder to Naomi now than before. Naturally, you would prefer a younger man, even though poor, but you have put aside your personal desires. Now don't worry about the thing, my child. I'll handle all the details, for everyone knows what a wonderful person you are. But there is one problem. It is true that I'm a close relative, but there is someone else who is more closely related to you than I am. Stay here tonight, and in the morning I will talk to him. And if he will marry you, fine. Let him do his duty. But if he won't, then I will. I swear by Jehovah, lie down until the morning. So she lay at his feet until the morning, and it was I was up early before daybreak, for he had said to her, don't let this be known that the woman was here at the threshing floor. Verse 15, bring your shawl, he told her, and he tied up a bushel and a half of barley in it. Am I being heard? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So verse 15, bring your shawl, he told her, and he tied up a bushel and a half of a belly in it as his present to her mother in and laid it on her back, and she returned to the city. Well, what happened there? Naomi asked her when she arrived home. She told Naomi everything and gave her the belly from Boaz and mentioned his remark 
that she mustn't go home without a present. And Naomi said, no, just be patient until we hear what happens. For Boaz won't rest until he has followed through on this. He will settle it today. And the last chapter of the book of Ruth, Ruth chapter 4. So Boaz went down to the marketplace and found a relative he had mentioned. See, come over here. He called to him. I want to talk to you a minute. So they sat down together. Then Boaz called for 10 of the chief men of the village and asked them to sit as witnesses in a traditional manner. Boaz said to his relative, you know Naomi, who came back to us from Moab. She's selling her brother Elimelech's property. I felt that I should speak to you about it so that you can buy it if you wish with these respected men as witnesses. If you want it, let, let me know right away. But if you don't take it, I will. You have the first right of purchase. You have the first right to purchase it, and I am next. The man replied, all right, I'll buy it. And Boaz told him, your purchase of the land from Naomi requires your marriage to Ruth so that she can have children to carry on her, on her husband's name and to inherit the land. Then I can't do it, the man replied, for her son would become an heir to my property too. You can you buy it. In those days, it was a custom in Israel for a man transferring a right of purchase to pull off his sandal and hand it to the other party. This publicly validated the transaction. So as the man said to Boaz, you buy it for yourself, he drew off his sandal. And Boaz said to the witnesses and to the crowd standing around, you have seen that today I have bought all the property of Elimelech, Chilion and Malon from Naomi. And I will read, I have purchased roots, the Moabites, the widow of Malon, to be my wife, so that she can have a son to carry on the family name of her dead husband. And all the people standing there are witness, and the witnesses replied, We are witnesses. May the Lord make this woman, who has now come into your home, as fertile as Rachel and Leah, from whom all the nation of Israel descended. May you be a great and successful man in Bethlehem, and may the descendants the Lord will give you from this young woman be as numerous and honorable as those of our ancestor Perez, the son of Tamar and Judah. So Boaz married Ruth, and when he slept with her, the Lord gave her a son. And the women of the city said to Naomi, Bless the Lord who has given you this little grandson. May he be famous in Israel. May he restore your Ruth your youth, and take care of you in your old age, for he is the son of your daughter-in-law, who loves you so much, and who has been kinder to you than seven sons. Naomi took care of the baby, and the neighbor women said, now at last Naomi has a son again, and they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, and grandfather of King David, from whom Jesus came. I just added that. Verse 18, this is the family tree of Boaz, beginning with his ancestor, Perez. Perez, Hezron, Ran, Aminadab, Nashon, Salmon, Boaz, Obed, Jesse, David. Praise be unto the Lord. Hallelujah. What an inspiring story. Thank you very much and happy Easter, everyone. Over to Tibra Martins. Thank you so much, Estimbra John. Good morning. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on what part of the world you're connected from at this time, I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Stamaka for this wonderful privilege. Praise God. 
Okay, we're going over to the affirmation segment of today's meeting and the affirmation is on the, will be on the screen shortly. We start our affirmation by taking our names. My name is, you say your name. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Christ. The next paragraph, I, your name, I'm granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The third paragraph, I, your name, my love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. At this point, I will kindly ask everyone to please unmute their mics as we take our affirmation at the count of three. One, two, That's three. My name is Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. At this point, we're going straight. <coughs> At this point, we're going straight to the communion segment of today's meeting. Praise God. And our text is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. For I receive of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This too, in remembrance of me. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you. For the bread we break this day, we break as told to us by our Lord Jesus that we should break this bread and take this cup. And he said, when we do, we do show his death till he come. And Lord, even this day as we break this bread, we affirm that all he did on that cross, he did for us. 
His death, his burial, and resurrection. He did it all for us. And Lord, we are grateful, forever grateful for what he has done for us. We say thank you. We give you praise, Lord. Be thou exalted in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. Praise God, after the same manner also he took the cup when he has supped, saying, This cup is a new testament in my blood. This do you as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the lost death till he come. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for the cup of the everlasting covenant in the blood of Jesus Christ. Lord, as we take this cup, we affirm that Jesus is Lord of our lives. We affirm that what he did on that cross, he did for us. And we are grateful, forever grateful, Lord. Thank you. Lord, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Go ahead and take the cup even now. Oh, Shada Gavra Galita Karadori Krotorikas Ali Krotori and Tishu Pakra Sapsata is a kid Kaposkosha Takasakopsa Pakatori Kapoti Maniko Sunglash de Grida Krotori and Tisha Gridira Hakatori and Tabradila. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. We give you all the praise. Thank you. We give you praise, Lord, in Jesus' name. Once again, I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Marker for this wonderful privilege. Thank you so much. And thank you to all our co-hosts. Thank you so much for the opportunity. At this point, I'll kindly hand over to Pastor Inye to take us through the remaining part of the meeting. Thank you, everyone, and have a beautiful day. Praise the Lord. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, once again. We are going over to the celebratory segment of today's devotion. If today is your birthday, birthday of your loved ones, or whatever it is that you are celebrating, please come to the chat room and let's celebrate with you. If today is your first time, please come to the chat room saying we invited you and where you are connected from. Would we'll like to meet with you. Praise the Lord. Esteemed Sister Joy says, Good morning, house. It's my birthday today. Happy birthday, Joe, Sister Joy. God's blessings now and always. Sister Gochi says, Good morning, brethren. Today is my birthday. Yep. Happy birthday, esteemed Sister Gochi. God's blessings now and always. Do we have more birthdays in the house today? Sister Precious says, today is my first birthday, Bruno. Backlets. Happy birthday, brother Bruno. Because blessings to you now and always. Sister Lillian says, I'm celebrating my uncle, Apostle Isaac Dicrow's birthday. Happy birthday, Apostle Isaac. Because blessings to you now and always if today is your first time please we are waiting to meet with you at the chat room come and say your name who invited you and where you are connected from 
praise the Lord. Do we have more babies today? Esteem Susalina says, I'm celebrating my people's parents, Vesiril Apuwayi. Happy birthday, Vesiril. God's blessings now and always. Queen says, today is my group leader in church's birthday. His name is Brother Melvin. Happy birthday, Brother Melvin. God's blessings to you now and always. Please, do we have any more birthdays? Okay, I'm going to hand over to esteemed Sister Mark. Okay, brother Emmanuel says, good morning house, what a blessing to be a part of this devotion. I'm Emmanuel, invited by Sister Emanuela, and I'm committed from Kano. You are welcome, esteemed brother Emmanuel. We are excited to have you in our family and you are in for a great time. Sister Harris says, today is my big daddy's birthday. Please, what's our big daddy's name? Sister Debbie said, today is my friend's birthday, but I'm Melvin. Happy birthday, but I'm Melvin. God's blessings now and always. Okay, I think Sister Harriet says, today is Captain Briggs' birthday. I guess that's her big daddy. He's 97 years today. Wow, congratulations, Captain Briggs. God's blessings now and always. Okay, I'm going to hand over to Esteem Sister Maka to pray for the first time and for the birthday celebrants. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. What birthdays to celebrate in a time of Easter as this. We have said earlier on during the devotion that everyone here would enjoy the blessings of Christianity in a most amazing and miraculous way. And we ask, O oh God, for those who are celebrating their birthdays today, that you make it extra special for them. Father, thank you, O oh God, beyond their widest imaginations, beyond their expectations, Lord, their desires are granted them in the name of the Lord Jesus. We pray for Brother Emmanuel, who's joined us for the first time today, we brought him here for a reason, and you are going to accomplish that by virtue of your word and fellowship with the Spirit. Thank you, Father. They enjoy their journey with you, every one of them. They fulfill their purpose to the full in the name of the Lord Jesus. And through them, many come to the kingdom. Many lives are transformed in the name of the Lord Jesus. We give you praise, all glory and adoration unto your name. In Jesus' precious name. Amen, amen, amen. Happy birthday, esteemed Sister Joy. Happy birthday, esteemed Sister Ogochi and all of our celebrants, and also welcome, esteemed Brother Emmanuel, welcome to the house. The Lord will keep you in his word. He will answer all your questions and guide you in the path of purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, reading the story of Ruth, I hope that our ladies could see how loyal a woman is to her own mother-in-law, whose husband has actually passed on and she has no reason to be with her. 
you know these days i i sometimes deal with some ladies who have issues with their mother-in-laws i don't know who raised you and i don't know how you get married to a man and then you want to disconnect him from his mother um, your mother-in-law should be your mother whatever you can do for your mom you should be able to do for your mother-in-law you should love her as your own and treat her as such if you treat her differently then you will get the vibes of a wicked mother-in-law you cannot want to separate a woman from a son that she raised for many years you have to be able to balance the relationship and also work in wisdom i'm also aware that there are mother-in-laws who might not treat you right you know, but when the wisdom of God walks in you, the Bible says that when a man's way pleases the Lord, he will make even his enemies to be at peace with him. So if your mother-in-law has declared you as an enemy, you just ensure that your own way pleases the Lord. The word of God will be fulfilled in your marriage and in your life. Praise God. There's a lot of lessons to learn. And you see how that Ruth was guided by her mother-in-law in this case, who knows God and who understands the ways of Jehovah in the way that she should go in the area of marriage. And often we have said here that you can't just wake up and marry anybody. You say, it's my life. It's your life, right? You're going to face the reward of it being your life. Marriage requires pastoral counsel, pastoral guidance. You need people to mentor you through that phase. Don't just make the decision on your own. And I'm talking to both men and women because you feel like, oh, I'm an adult. You're an adult. But adulthood is accountability and responsibility. And um, sometimes when you look at the person you want to marry, when you look at all the things you chose to settle, remember that that person is a picture of the kind of children you're going to raise. So if you go there and then you're dating and wanting to marry a drunkard or um uh, um, 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 a smoker or whatever it is it might even be a good man but an unbeliever you know you you want to ask yourself if that's the kind of children you want to raise you know so much is happening these days and forget what's happening in the world if you follow the way of the world you get the results of the world it's as simple as that today is saturday and would usually would take testimonies so I'm going to hand over to Esteem Brother Martins. Um, if you have testimonies, please raise your hand. And I would really want us to take testimonies of soul winning and evangelism. It's Easter. How are you preaching the gospel? How are you reaching out? And you as a person, has your life been in the gospel? What transformation have you experienced by virtue of the word, by virtue of fellowship, so that we can also anticipate these experiences both in our lives and both in the lives of the people that we're going to be reaching out to. We're going to be spending time with family this Easter. How should we reach out? How should we win them to Christ? How should we nurture them in Christ? So if you have testimonies in this direction, or of course, testimonies generally, please raise your hand. So I'll hand over to esteemed Brother Martinez. The next um, 12 minutes, we'll take testimonies and then we'll round off. Praise God. Over to you, esteemed Brother Martinez. Okay, I see Sister Emanuela. Please go ahead and mute your mic and share your testimony. Praise God. Um, Ma, I want to say thank you to you. Uh, 
you have been a source of blessing to me. And I thank God for this platform. I have learned so, so much. I've learned so much. You know, um, yesterday you talked about dressing. I, uh, I, 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 I learned so much about what you said and everything you said, it's actually true. Because nudity, uh, uh, some people practice nudity and uh, it's not of God, it's of the devil. And some people try to bring it into the church. You know, uh, they said, oh, you dress the way you want to be addressed. So it's, it's, it's something that is very simple and very self-explanatory. And then all the things that I've learned, I just give glory to God. I remember how I met you and I remember life with you from that time. That was 2018. And today I have a cause to glorify God. I've gone through so much, but I'm able to stand firm, courtesy the word of God, courtesy um, the way, um, I mean, what I have learned so far and by the fact that I met with you. Thank you so much, Ma. For the Easter, it has been so glorious. We had, um, we, um, in the office, even though I'm a member of the Avon, but in the office, my director um, created a platform where we reach out to children and also adults because I work with the Inner City Mission for Children. So a center was mounted by myself and another, uh, two other people. And yesterday we reached out to over, uh, 120 people including children and um, we had some drinks, snacks and clothing to give out to the people we reach out to so it's it's a beautiful thing to be able to put smiles on people's faces even at Easter because we understand the fact that prices of things have gone up but when you have little things to give to the indigent family who nothing is prepared for you know, and who cannot afford the Gary that is over, like, let's just say maybe a thousand five now for paint plastic. We can afford it, but there are some family out there who cannot afford it. So we can give little, little things out to some people around us. And we actually, just like you said, in the, uh, from the exhibition you gave to us by reading the Rhapsody, that our lives, the loudest, it preaches the loudest message. That is how we live our lives. We either win people to Christ or they repel us as they don't want to know him because of how we live, how we treat other people. I've learned so much by um, connecting to this platform. And I am, I, and, and still, um, I will stick on to connecting to learn more. Thank you so much, Ma, and thank you, esteemed brother Martins, esteemed brother John, esteemed pastor Oye, sister Ariad, everyone on this platform, pastor Deborah, you have been a blessing to me. God bless you mightily and fill your life with joy. Thank you so much, Ma. Thank you so much, esteemed sister Emmanuel. Thank you for sharing your testimony and God bless you too. Esteemed sister Jasmine, over to you. Good morning, Ma. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Good morning, family. Uh, I have a testimony, and um, I'm just so grateful to God. About two days ago, I, I was feeling 
I was feeling headache for no reason. I didn't stress nothing. So, and it affected my, my right eye. So I, I chatted my, my group pastor. I said, Pastor Sir, I'm feeling headache. Just join me in prayers. Because the, you know, headache, headache, like, it was like something heavy was on my head. And I was declaring words, you know, and a lot of stuff came into my, but I refused to take drugs. I, I just know that I, I'm not going to spend my money on going to buy drugs or anything. So yesterday was Good Friday and we had um, a six hours prayer in church. So before that morning, I, I declared words on, on the headache and said, headache, you're gone in the name of our Lord Jesus, that I'm going to pray this six hours because we, we did six hours prayer with fasting. And I said, I'm going to pray this six hours prayer and you're not going to be a stumbling block to me. So I finished declaring that word and I woke up yesterday and in the morning and it, it disappeared. The headache I had over from, from Wednesday service to Thursday in the morning on Friday, it just disappeared. And then when I was now going to church, I preached in the bus, you know, and glory to God, the early readers on Friday, that was yesterday, was talking about the Good Friday. The topic was, it's finished. So when I was done preaching, the way the people in the bus were, they were so excited. They were so happy to receive the word into their spirits using the early readers. And they were so blessed. So I want to thank God for his word that is always sure to stand by. And I also want to thank God for giving me the ability to always share the word wherever I go. Thank you so much, ma'am. This family is so beautiful. I love the co-host. I love everybody. And I am so happy to be part of this family. Thank you so much, ma'am. God bless you. Happy Easter, everybody. Praise God. Thank you so much, Sister Jasmine, and happy Easter to you too. God bless you too. Praise the Lord. All right. Finally on the list, we have Sister Jennifer. Sister Jennifer, please unmute from your end and share your testimony. Good morning, Ma, and good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for the opportunity given to me. Okay, my testimony is about evangelism or soul winning. Um, yesterday, we had a service in our church. After that, we went for soul winning. Uh, and then it was awesome because after studying the Rhapsody yesterday when it was talking about uh, evangelism, and then we were so excited. We went, we were four of us. We went this another uh informal settlement in Pretoria. Then we went to the place. I didn't know there's a place like that. I've been in Pretoria for such a long time, but I didn't know. When we arrived there, I was so touched because of the place and the people. The way they live, it was so touching. To a point that you find a man just moving around, drinking, holding bottle of beer. That was like, oh my goodness. We have a place like this that we have to really bombard and win the souls. And in winning them, it was so easy. They were so ready. There were many of 
of them gave their life to Christ. And then when we were still talking to another one, the other one will be coming. What is happening when we talk about Jesus? Everyone was just ready to receive. And they were so ready to say, we want to come to church. We told them we'll organize a transport to go and pick them tomorrow for service. And most of them said, yes, we are ready to come to church tomorrow. Then we are ready to give them whatever we can. If it means transport every Sunday, it shall be so. And the place is so huge to a point that when I was thinking about 7 billion, I was like, it is possible. If we are to come every service or every Saturday to win the souls, it will be the best we can do. And on top of that, I have the friend that I went with has started um, a fellowship for kids because she's a, a teacher in our children's church. And then the mothers, when we were meeting uh, yesterday, were like, tomorrow, please come, we'll, we have service. And I also communicate with some of friends who are also willing to give their old clothes. It's just phenomenal. I'm, I'm so grateful and I'm so happy because I remember esteemed sister Amaka yesterday, you spoke about uh, you should we should go win souls during this uh, period of Easter. And I'm grateful I've, I had come to what you have said and I've done it. I am so fulfilled. Thank you so much, Ma, and thank you for all the co-hosts and everyone who always uh, be part of this uh, morning devotion. I'm grateful. I've grown spiritually, and I am so ever grateful, Ma, for always teaching us what to do, how to do, and when to do. Thank you, Ma. I love you so dearly. Praise God. Thank you, esteemed Sister Jennifer. Thank you. God bless you and prosper the works, your evangelical works, and keep your souls in Christ. Amen. Sister Femi, can you do your testimony in a minute? Sister Femi, you need to unmute from your end. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, I just want to thank God for safe delivery. Um, I want to thank God for this platform. Last week, my last week was filled with so much, with so much stress, so much problems up and down. I was pregnant and dude already. So when I went to the hospital, the doctor said uh, that I needed blood transfusion and and uh, that I can't put to bed normally. So, and um, moreover, my hemoglobin was so low. So I was so, to be honest, I was scared. I was so scared. So I like, I want to thank you, Essence Sister Maha, for, for the love, the support, Essence, Brother Martins, I want to thank you and the cohort for the for the love. You people showed me so much love. Thank you for the prayers, the encouragement. All of you were there for me. I was so scared, so so scared. So when it was like uh, uh, when my water break, I went back to the hospital. The doctor said, "Okay, let's run some tests first." So he like he did the test, the hemoglobin. Like he was like, ah. Nothing has added to that. Her, this is very serious. I was like, ha! Immediately he said that. Ah, I was gonna. I was so scared. So he said, um, 
we needed to uh, uh, we needed four black uh, four bags of blood. I was like, ha. But Alban was like, ha, where are we going to get that now? He said he doesn't know that we should go to the general hospital. So we went to the general hospital. They said we should bring four people to uh, to give blood, and then they will give us uh, the blood that is stored there. So there was like, oh, okay. So we went to look for people. It was not really easy, but we got to like shoot away. We saw some four people who were willing to like donate their blood. We went back to the hospital. They said uh, they don't need it again. That um, they can't uh, they can't take the blood that they, that is so urgent that uh, they said we should go to another city. There is a there is a bigger hospital there. They might have the blood for us. <laughs> My husband was like, but this is an emergency. She's already in labor. What do you guys want us to do? They were like, they don't they can't do anything. Ha. <sighs> so we had to like I was in labor. We had to like go to another city. To the hospital we went there i was just praying even though i was in pain i was just like praying i was just like everything is in the hands of god so when they they were like before we left the first hospital they were like oh, we should look for money because we were going to buy blood even though we carried the four people along with us so we went there if it was a little bit difficult but god intervened and ah I want to see that that man just like go and run, go and run your test, go and give, go and bring me your blood. So when they they took my blood, went back to the uh, to the uh, laboratory. The man was like, he just like give me forty minutes. It was not up to forty minutes. He bought four packs of blood and said, you push, you push and go, just like that, like for free. Ha! We were so happy with that. Ha! We were even looking that maybe he will call call us back, but he didn't call us back. We say you push and go, it's okay. Ha, we were so happy. We rushed back to our city. So went back to the private hospital, gave the blood to the doctor. So I was really labor and the doctor checked me. He was like, ah, very soon the baby is coming. That you might, thank God, you might put to bed normally. And that will be better because you won't bleed that much. So we we're happy. Ha, they hold that night, that evening, they hold that, that day, that night. In the morning, nothing added. He came and checked me. He said, ah, ah, the baby is not coming forward again. What is happening? He said, okay, let's just give you some time. Some time up to, ah, I was so scared. I called, I called Brother Matthew. He was like, stop that fear immediately. That was what he said. Just like, stop that fear. So I called Essence Dama. She, like, she prayed. And when the doctor like insisted that you have to go in for operation, that this is serious. You have to go in immediately. Ha. I call Essence Sister Mara and she just like go in for it immediately. Don't be scared. Everything will be fine. Those words, they encouraged me and they really strengthened me. So I went in for it and everything was like, it was okay. They gave me just one pack of blood. He said, you didn't bleed, but let me just give you just one that you are okay. Ha, everything was fine. Everything was just okay. Everything was just perfect. I just want to thank God for this platform. Thank God for you people. There's so much love. They care. Everything you do, like you restore hope back to me. I just want to thank God for you people. Thank you so much, Essence Tamara, Essence Brother Martins. Thank you people so much. Thank God for the platform. Thank you people so much. I'm so grateful. We are fine. The baby is fine. I'm fine. Thank you people so much. Amen. Praise God.
thank you so much, Esteem Sister Femi, and congratulations on your baby. Permit me to say here to pregnant mothers, um, CS is not a sin. Um, that is the C-section type of giving birth. If you want to give birth normally, there are things that you must do while you are pregnant. Your body needs to be prepared to push. This is not that class. But, and it's something you can actually research about. You cannot, um, there's a weight that your baby would be that if you want to push natu naturally, you'll be putting your baby and yourself at risk. I understand, oh, I want to give birth as a Hebrew baby. I want to give birth as a Hebrew baby. Fantastic. If you want to do that, you prepare your body for that. You have nine months to do that. You can eat all the ice cream, eat all the chocolate, eat everything. Your baby's weighing so much. And then you don't prepare your womb to push. If you do your research, you'd understand more what I'm saying. So if your body is not prepared for the push, don't be stubborn to say, no, doctor, I'm not doing CS. Doctor, I'm a Christian, I'm not doing CS. Did they tell you that CS is for unbelievers? Else, why did you go to the hospital in the first place? You know, so um, I said that to correct a notion that so many people have. I've seen a lot of sisters pass on because they were stubborn and they refused to do CS. Some of them were raising their children today. They are no longer here. Don't be that way. So um, that's all I will say for now. Praise God. So enjoy the Easter and um, let um, the Lord shine through you. One of the things I'm doing this Easter is doing like an enrich. I'm reaching out to families, my family members and my loved ones, friends who have become families for over 15, 20 years. I'm checking up on them. I'm visiting some of them. I'm checking that they are okay. If they have challenges, I'm praying with them. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm praying with them. I'm fasting with them. I'm, I'm strengthening them. Let me put it that way. I'm doing a salvation and 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 um, 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 a salvation check. Um, the one that is unsaved is getting saved, and then the ones that have been saved, you know, there are challenges that sometimes people go through and they want to give up on their faith. So I'm doing a strengthening work, strengthening their faith and encouraging them in the Christian work. So um, do what you need to do this Easter, whether it's an inreach or an outreach, just do something and make the period worthwhile. Praise God. All right, we've come to the end of today's devotional. And we are grateful to God for the journey so far. Happy Easter, everyone, and have a most beautiful period. Please let's unmute as we share the benediction. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the I'm alive. 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 I'm al